Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. If you don't know the presence of the Lord, if you don't know how to be still, if you think it's all about ministry and working and doing this and doing that, you still haven't discovered. Because you work out of the revelation you receive in the stillness. You don't work and then go into stillness. Go, go into stillness first. Relax, you know. And then you, you, you see, a couple doesn't start working and rules and regulations and this and that and work and kids. No, you started. In, how do you guys start it? Wasn't it dating and intimacy, getting to know one each other? And then it, she's there because of that love. And that comes with responsibility. That comes with work. That comes with duties, right? And training and teaching. But it was birthed out of intimacy. It was birthed in the secret place. It, was, it, it happened in the secret place in a love that you never thought could be. And then all of a sudden, something is alive. Something is existing because you loved. Because you decided to know somebody intimately. Now something else exists, right? Imagine with God. I am telling you, you become intimate with God. God will show you his glory. And you're going to be like, <laughs> like, no, wait, what is this? God can speak to me? God can speak to me? I, I don't have to run to the prophet. I don't. It's great because God gives us gifts. I, I love prophets. I love pastors. I love teachers because they have a work to do. But they got that calling in the intimacy. I love worshipers, but they got that call in the intimacy. And from that intimacy, something is birthed that will go throughout eternity. The person that sang, how great is our God. We just sing it in church. Like, oh, what a great song. Or amazing grace. Oh, we sing it. But have you ever thought, why did that person write that song? What kind of encounter they had with God where he probably saw the glory of God and he goes how great is our God how great is our God oh the revelation of salvation amazing grace I was lost but now I'm found and they make a song and yet somehow that song loses its power because people I don't just sing it because they were taught but the one that wrote it the one that wrote it is before the Lord right now, still singing that song. And you will never sing that song with as much power as that person is singing that song with that power. Because it was birthed out of intimacy. That lady that wrote that book, it was birthed out of intimacy. And so much power is carried in that intimacy that 400 years later, this tiny little church in Tampa, Florida, with a new crazy believers that were so broken, so hurting, beaten by religion, rejected by people, all of a sudden get to discover that book? You got to realize the technicalities of that book point, point, coming through history to land in our hands. The journey of that song coming through history so now it could be sung through your lips. 
And sometimes we need to stop and look back, be like, why? Who wrote this song? And why they wrote this song? Oh, it's not, the song is never meant for you. These worship songs are not for you. It's not to give you chills. It's not so you like them. Every single worship song we sing is unto the Lord. And they make us think about Him, but they are for Him. They're talking about Him. It's all about Him. And who knows that through this journey that you call your life, maybe by the end of your life, you found a song in heaven. Maybe one day you're going to have an encounter with God and you're going to get a heavenly song deposited in your spirit. A song that's never been heard on earth. And you become the carrier of that song. And right before you leave earth, you release this song. And maybe you'll be in heaven and look back at earth. And throughout the ages, they'll keep singing your song on earth. Wouldn't that be glorious? I'm telling you. For I believe. The Bible says there's a great host of witnesses. When you make to heaven, you don't run and hide. No, you're like, oh my God, let's watch them. That's why. Because in eternity is that. For us, it seems like days. I know I'm gonna, when I get to heaven, I'm going to turn around and be right there. I'll be like, I'm going to meet you guys at the gate. I promise. Jesus said the same thing. He loves his disciples so much. He's like, oh, I'm going to be right there when you come in. It's like when you, you have a family member visiting. You're there like waiting for them. Right or wrong. When they're graduating. Or when they're in, in the Olympics or in a, in a competition. And you're there celebrating. You don't think... All those loved ones are going to be there like, you did it! And as you enter eternity, like, all beat up, like, oh, God, that was hard. They're like, you're a champion! And everybody's there celebrating you, people you don't even know. People that you sang their songs on earth, you don't even know them, but they know you. They're like, look at Michelle over there singing my song. She don't even know I wrote that song. And then in heaven, it's like, you know that song, Amazing Grace? I wrote that song. You're going to be like, no way. I mean, heaven is going to be Amazing. How great is our God? Yay, I wrote that song. And I was watching how you sang my song on earth. Telling you, it's beautiful. And when we understand that, then we can understand the potential we carry. We carry so much. Your message, I can't preach your message. I cannot testify your testimony. I hear a lot of believers. I was like, oh my God, I, I heard this preacher and you should hear their testimony. And I'm like, how about you tell me your testimony? And let him tell me his testimony. Stop repeating somebody else's testimony and start giving your own. Do you want to see the glory of God? Give your story. I'm telling you. A few weeks ago I was preaching and I literally felt, I was like started crying as I was preaching. And I was like, I called Caleb afterwards. I was like, oh my God. When I was preaching, I, it was the day that I said, we're like a football team and we're going to enter and we're going to push them in, right? But I literally saw the portals open behind you guys. And then I literally thought, that's when I was reading um, the book of Acts. And when Peter got baptized with the Holy Spirit and then he came out and he was saying who Jesus was. And I literally thought I was going to drop. As soon as I read that, I was looking at you guys and I'm like, oh my God, like this is it. Like I'm going to drop, right? Like, and I called Caleb, I was like, oh my God, it felt like I was preaching my last preaching. And I felt like I was going to drop that as soon as I will release these words because I saw how this opened and I'm like you guys are kings and queens and you know he's like no that's just the way it is I was like what this is not normal for me he's like yes every preaching you give will be your last preaching 
every preaching you got to preach it like it's your last sermon is the reality of it a week before i was speaking to my brother that wednesday minister heaven to my brother and who knew that was going to be the last conversation because he's in a coma so he's not responding the doctor said brain dead but I'm glad that I ministered heaven to him. I'm glad that I minister heavenly identity to him. So I don't have a regret. So guess what? Even though it wasn't my last sermon, it was his last sermon of mine that he heard. So for my brother, it was his last preaching that he heard from my mouth. So it might not be, you might keep living, but somebody that's listening to you, that is going to be their last sermon. It's going to be their last message. So preach like it's your last preaching. Because you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's receiving the words that you're speaking. And it's going to change everything for them. I'm talking about everything. Because this change that I'm speaking about is eternal. My families are waiting for a miracle. For him to raise. And that's said. The greatest miracle is that he got saved. He got saved because I said, is Jesus your Lord? He said, Jesus is my Lord. You believe he died for you? Oh, he died for me. Yes, he died for me. All right. But I didn't think he, I kid you not, I didn't think he was passing. I had a feeling, but I didn't think. And I'm still kind of believing for a miracle, but I already saw him. He's like, I already, I'm drawing it on my iPad. You know when I draw it, it's because I saw it. Because I've drawn a bunch of you already. But he was at the gates, like, dressed like a prince. Like, I'm, I'm done. And I'm like, wow, the last shall be first. People will look at me like, oh, Abraham's going to make it first. And my brother just made it first. He wasn't in ministry. He was in and out of church. And yeah, he made it first. Because my job is not to make it first. My job is to get my brothers and sisters on earth into the kingdom. I stand at the door, opening the door. Welcome. Go, go guys, just go. I'll be there. I already saw the glory of the Lord. The reason I'm standing at the door is because I already saw the glory. I know what awaits me, so I'm going to stand at the door and get as many people in through that door. Why I preach, why I teach, why I minister, why I evangelize, why I pray, why do I go visit the sick? Because in the spirit realm, if you really look, I'm standing at the door, getting my brothers and sisters and checking, checking, checking now, checking, 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 because the time is drawing near. The time is drawing near. I think every single one in this room has experienced loss this year and last year. And it's been like, doom, 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 doom. I think rapture is happening in slow motion. I literally, I'm telling you, the scripture says that it'll be, I know people speak about rapture in different ways and I have my own version of it too. Because who knows the mind of God? Who knows the eternal mysteries? It takes all our brains together. Every human being that ever lived, will live, have existed, will exist, are existing. It takes all our brains together to even try to process the greatness of God. I don't have the fullness at all. I mean, I have the fullness in my heart, right? But the understanding, the fullness, the knowledge of that, uh-uh. I'll, I'll probably go, bloop, there he goes. He, he got the fullness right now. Died. He went out of here. It's too much. 
You could you're like sometimes I'm at home like, oh Lord, don't show me no more. My head. Like it's it's it can't even process. It it's the fullness. For the fullness of God to be revealed, it takes the fullness of the body to carry that head. It's not just Abraham. It's all of us together. Hallelujah. But God is so great. You know, I know my part. I've seen the glory of the Lord. He told me you're going to preach. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to stay in heaven. I remember that day. I'm never going to forget it. I'm going to stay here. I remember telling the Lord, no, I can't go back. He's like, why? I said, because you need me here. He's like, I need you here? I was like, you need me here. He's like, no, I need you on earth. I was like, no, I don't want to go to earth. I want to stay here. You need me at your feet. You just need me at your feet. He was like, no, you're going. And here I am. Here I am. And now I love it. I'm like, I don't want to go to the churches. They're mean. That's what I told God. I was like, okay, I'll go to earth, but I'm only going to the streets. He's like, Abraham, the church is mine as well. The ones in the street are mine, but the church is mine as well. So I need you to go to the churches and tell them, but they're mean. They treat people bad. I was like, fine, I'll go. I'll just drop a bomb and I'll run. <laughs> He's like, do it however you want. <laughs> I remember that conversation. I'm telling you, he was really big, just like the art right there. I was that little, he was that big. And you know what? Here I am. And everything he told me 10 years ago, I'm living it. I'm living it. He, he showed me, like, it was like a computer, and I, it was the earth, and it was all these, like, photo IDs, right, of all these people. I was like, but I want to stay. He goes, you see all these people here? You're going to meet them. You guys were them. You guys were there in those pictures. And there's more people that I have to meet that are part of those pictures. And it was like pictures and, like, little arrows pointing in different parts of the world. He goes, you're going to get those for me. Like, we have people assigned to us that we will get. And as much as we say, God, take me out of earth, and I want to be in the glory with you. He's like, you will get them. He's not obligated. He's not forcing you. It's not an obligation. It's a calling. He's like, but I already spoke the word. I already wrote your story. You're going to get them. I'm not going to go back and edit my story. The people you minister to, they're written in your storybook. I'm telling you. And Katie was walking down the street and met so-and-so. And so's hair became this. And then she went to the gym and met so-and-so. And so-and-so -and -so did this. And, and it just keeps breaking down, breaking down. And I'm, now I get it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not leaving until I get every picture that I saw. I don't know who they are. I don't remember. I just remember the picture. And how the Lord said I was going to get them. And I was upset. But I was like, I want to stay with you. He said, come, let's go on a walk. And we were gliding through the street. It felt like we were in a car, but we were walking. But we were gliding. And the streets had names. And I was laughing. I was like, it's like earth. The streets have names. And it looked like a little, like a street. But instead of houses, there were mansions. Little hills. Every house is like a little hill and then a mansion. Look like very animated, by the way. <laughs> and then he's brought me to mine. He's like, oh, this one's yours. And I went in, and every wall was made of a precious stone. Mine had different colors. And then I had a backyard and a garden, so I went to the garden, and did snow angels. And then he got really big, like a giant. And he's like playing with me like I'm a little hamster. 
And I'm like, I want to stay here forever. Like, I'm okay with this. Like, it's crazy. In my mind, it's crazy that you're a giant and I'm a little person, but I'm safe, so it's okay. And then I'm like, show me Poppy's mansion. I didn't want to leave. He's like, you're just trying to stay here. And I'm like, he's like, it's time to take you back. And he will roll me back into my room. And I wake up laughing and crying at the same exact time. But my heart is there. I'm like, and it's, I'm telling you, when we were worshiping today, I looked at that painting and didn't even look like a painting. It looked like an open portal. And I'm like, oh, snap, you're looking at us. And I know the Lord is watching us. He's like listening to us and just watching his little people worship. You know, I'm just like, oh, my God. This is getting closer. I'm telling you, like, the time is coming where we're here, and the next moment we're going to be like, we're already in heaven? We're already in the glory? I guess so. <laughs> that was a little weird, eh? <laughs> you start talking mystical stuff. It's just like he starts interacting in a really weird way. And I'm just like, whoa, the signs are everywhere. This week as I was going to the hospital to see my brother, I just went on Facebook Live. And I was, if you go to the Facebook Live and watch it, it's hilarious. Because I'm talking about different things but then at one point i'm speaking about like i know i'm going to heaven i know i'm going to heaven because what god has done and he's faithful and i'm gonna make it there and i'm dry as i'm saying it i kid you not a street a sign in this in the highway says do you know where you're going heaven or hell and i'm like look i'm like flipping the camera trying to show it to people i'm like i'm gonna literally die right now trying to hold the phone and like but it I'm talking about the presence of God blasted me so hard in the car that I'm just laughing and laughing and laughing. I'm like, how did that just happen like that? I get off the exit, drive a little bit, and literally, like, I'm just talking. And a street sign says, Emmanuel's Way. And I'm like, I, went, I made a U-turn. And when I make a U-turn, there's a sheep, a white sheep on the other side. I'm like, wait, something's happening right now. And next to the sheep, there was a sign that said New Hope. I'm like, yo, I think I'm tripping on acid right now. <laughs> and I literally pull over. If you watch the video, I literally pull in front of the sign, and I'm showing the people. I was like, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. I'm like, I felt so tempted, and I think I'm eventually going to do it because i got to go back up that way anyways. But there's this little road, dirt road, and it says Emmanuel's Way. And I'm like, it says private road, but I'm like, I think I got to go up that road. <laughs> like, if I disappear, I maybe got shot, but it's okay. I still made it to heaven. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, it says private road. I don't know if I should go through it, but what if it's like a portal, you know? <laughs> like, like, it's a literally a real street sign, like the green signs. Like when you say Summer Avenue or whatever, Route 60, it says Emmanuel's Way. And I'm like... I should go, and I'm still debating. I'm like, I got to go through there again. I might as well just go in. I'm like, I know they might be, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm looking for Jesus. Hello? There's a sign that says Emmanuel's way. I'm looking for Emmanuel. Where is Emmanuel? <laughs> Jesus will probably pop up like, I knew you would get the sign. I'm Because he does that to me all the time. I'm not even playing. That's my relationship with him. And it becomes so joyful when you're just, you're paying attention to his word. Instead of living on earth, caught up with the problems and the darkness and the racism and the judgments and the wars. Like get caught up with heaven and still walk earth. And you'll see it's all around you. 
it's so beautiful it's so joyful I went to visit a lady yesterday that has cancer and I know she doesn't have much time on her and I walk into her room and then like there was a bottle of perfume and it said joy and I'm like haha a perfume named joy that's awesome and then she's laying in the a bed and her bed sheets were yellow and the Lord's like look up the meaning of yellow I look up the meaning of yellow and it means joy and I'm like oh snap like she really is in joy right now she's resting in joy her fragrance is joy her blankets are love I'm like oh my god she's blanketed with love and I just start telling these people and they all cry and they're like you're so deep I'm like but well, look it's here and here and here it's here and like I, I just don't look at it the way you look at it you look at it as a brand but I look at it as a promise you know it's a matter of change of perception I'm telling you, you could walk down somebody years ago in 2015 the Lord told me that the way that I was going to minister was whoever I saw wearing love I'm going to stop them and tell them that they're loved and I'm telling you people were like popping up love love and I'm like they really are wearing love and I'm like excuse me I know you're wearing that shirt because it's a brand but the Lord says you've been branded with his love and he wants you to know at this moment that you really are loved and they just start crying they're like oh my god you know so much about me I'm like I didn't tell you much you know but for some reason for people it's much you know and it makes it so beautiful I saw a guy the other day who I was with Monica she didn't come today but I was with Monica and a guy I'm we're walking into the mall a guy walks in front of me and his the back of his shirt said true religion and the Lord like tell him I'm like excuse me excuse me and I was like I just saw you and I hear the Lord saying that you have a calling to love widows and love orphans He's like, oh. and I was like, and you've been called to walk in purity like never before. He's like, dude, thank you so much. That's rocking me. I'm like, this is nuts. You know, I'm like, but it, he, it was literally the brand he was wearing. The Lord's like telling me they're wearing that because they're drawn to that, right? Their spirit is drawn to that. A lady was walking out. She was wearing purple. I'm like, you're royalty. She's like, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I'm like, it's really who you are. She's like, you're royalty too. And I know she thought about it like just me being nice, but I'm literally seeing the message of God everywhere. Go to the mall. Jessica was with me, right? Remember? When we we're just like talking to people left and right. We're like, oh, I see that. I see that. Let's go. And you're just like hunting people down. They don't even know they're being hunted. They just think, they think they're shopping. And then you come out of nowhere like, hey, I need to tell you something. They're like, where do you come from? And they look at you like, they think you're an angel. I'm like, I'm not an angel. You're just in the blind. You're blind. You're in the matrix. I'm not. Like, I'm out of the matrix, going into the matrix. Hey, wake up. And people get startled. And they swear that you're a messenger of, I mean, you are a messenger of God, right? They're like, are you an angel? I'm like, no. But, well, maybe I am. Not like angel like people say, but angel means messenger. And we love our brothers and sisters. So why not awaken? Last Sunday, I pull over. I see a man. And God's like, give him $20. He's walking out of the gas station. So I'm like, I pull over, but he comes right to the, the pump where I'm at on the other side. And he's like hitting the sanitizer. So I turn around. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like getting sanitizer. And I'm like, here you go. He's like, why? I said, God told me he loves you. And this is just a reminder that you're loved. And then I heard the Lord. And I, and the Lord said, I go, the Lord says, you're going to be a good father. He goes, that's crazy, dude. I have twins on the way. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. You know, I'm like, and it's just like these releases. You hear it and you just say it. And it's like, how do, I didn't know that. 
I, I, I was, look, I saw him in the spirit as a spiritual father, right? Like he's going to be a leader. But he literally in the natural having babies for the first time. So it's still connected, boom, to the right moment. He's like, dude, you just have all these energies. It's amazing, bro. You know, he's like, the vibrations are coming out of you. I'm like, dude, whatever you call it, it's okay. I know it as Holy Ghost. You might know it as vibrations. Receive vibrations, you know, like, it's okay. We, people don't have to have a revelation. God gives us a specific revelation so we can go and reveal. But I'm not going to fight with people. Sunday we were here worshiping and, and on Friday and, and, and I came up and I was like, I was like, worship him the way he revealed himself to you. And as soon as I said those words, it was a release to the people. Maybe he revealed himself to you as healer and the only way you know how to worship him is as healer. Then worship him as the healer. I met him as the deliverer, so I will worship him as the deliverer. I know him as the great I am. So I even have a tattoo of I am, not because I wanted to get, no, because I'm his property. I branded myself with his name. I'm not telling none of you to go get tattoos. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm not saying none of that. I had a specific reason why I did it, because when I saw him in the glory, I saw earth. And I saw Jesus with every person. It was like a little Jesus with every person. He was really big here. And I'm looking at earth like, wait, what? You're with all the people. Oh, I thought you were only with Christians. But I see you with everybody. And I go, excuse me, Lord. I have a question. He was prophesying to her. He was like this. And Jessica was on earth. I was in the clouds. He was talking to Jessica. I'm here looking at him talking to Jessica. She was in Connecticut, but I was in Florida, but I was in the clouds. And I'm just watching him talk to her. I'm like, I got a question, Lord. I got a question. How is it that I look at earth? You're here with me, but when I look at earth, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. How is it, Lord? He smiled at me. He goes, because I am. Boom. I saw the big boom or the big bang. I saw them all, you know, like it was, I don't know what it was. It was fire and I was flying through fire. And then I was like, I understand. I understand. And I ran around a big tree. It was a gigantic tree. And I would run back to Jesus and go, I am. I understand. It's because that's who he is. Greater, mightier than anyone can think or fathom. So people might know him in a way that we don't understand. But that's the portion they got. Who are we to judge them? But we can bring the revelation. I have friends that are Buddhists and they're like, oh my God, I was hanging out with the light. And I'm like, you were? I know his name. They're like, you know the light's name? Yeah, I am. They're like, dude, that's deep. You know? And it's amazing. And I get to preach to them about Jesus in a very non-warring type of way. Through a way of love. That's who he is. Think about Cornelius in the book of Acts. The angel of God visited Cornelius, but Cornelius did not know Jesus. He knew God. He knew the Father. I know someone that knows the Father, but has no revelation of who Jesus is. Oh, but the guy got worship. He loves the Father. He said, oh, the Father has, doesn't even understand the concept of Jesus. You know why? Because church hurt him. The ambassadors of Christ hurt him. So if I represent you and then I go mistreat her, she's going to think you're just as mean because I misrepresented her. You know that the church has been misrepresenting Christ for so long that people think that Jesus is a tyrant? 
that people are so afraid of Jesus that they don't even know what to do they hear the name of Jesus and they want to run but God is raising up a people that know the love of Jesus because the love of Jesus is the love of the Father because Jesus said with the same love that the Father has loved me I have loved you now go love one another there's not a different love you're not gonna love people with a different love the same love you have for Jesus is the same love you have for everybody else you might not understand that concept yet because you love Jesus because he delivered you because he saved you and everybody else hurt you but when we enter glory when we enter and when we look at everybody we're like oh snap Jesus was doing a work in every single one of us we like to judge our, our modern day Christianity has taught us to judge our brothers and sisters we discern the spirits but we shouldn't be judging our brothers but we've done that we're all guilty of that judging judging judge that's not God that's not God well he's laughing that's not God she's speaking in tongues that's not God well that's out of order who knows God's order what does God's order look like? Man, when you go to glory, you know what God's orders look like? It looks like rocks crying out. It looks like donkeys speaking. That's what God's glory. You know what God's order looks like in eternity? It looks like trees clapping their hands. It looks like mountains getting up and marching in a parade. You think I'm crazy? Go read Isaiah 55 and go read it in the right tone. And it's not a metaphor. It's spirit. You're the metaphor, and when it enters physical, it becomes a metaphor. But when you read those words, are spirit. So you must enter spirit and look at them through spirit and understand them through spirit. And then he'll give you the right explanation. He'll give you the metaphor so you could bring it to earth and you could teach it. But the reality is that the scriptures don't lie. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who is throwing a wedding for his son. And he sent out his messengers with invitations. And the ones that were invited were too busy to come. So he went to the ones that originally were not invited. The ones that were dirty. The ones that were raggedy. The ones that were bad are the ones that are accepting the invitation. Remember where you were? Weren't you one of those? I was one of those. I was one of the raggedy ones. And then a prophet came and said, God says he loves you. I'm loved. I'm loved. And he invited me to his house. And he, his giant hand grabbed me and pulled me into glory. And the religious couldn't understand. I'm like, no, a giant hand. We were praying. And a giant hand grabbed me by the back of my neck and flung me up. Oh, God wouldn't do that. And then God takes me to the to the book of uh, which the book of uh, Elijah. And God flung him by the hair. <laughs> I'm like, oh snap. He, he it was in Elijah, right? What book is that? Samuel? The prophet got flung by his hair. And God takes the prophet and flungs him up like a little treasure troll. Flungs him up into the air. I'll Google that thing right now. <laughs> Watch. God did it. It's real. God flings people up. <laughs> it sounds scary, right? I always read that so scary. Like, oh, my God. God flung him up until I got flung up. I'm like, woohoo! And then you go back to earth like, oh, my God. I was just flying. <laughs> like throw you up like a little like a little you know the little ball for when you play jacks just throws you point <laughs> and you experience in a glance and just in a flash in a twilight you experience the most wonderful thing 
And then you're back in your body like, did I just make that up? Did I just, am I crazy? I just had a wonderful dream. I don't know why it feels like really hot in here, right? Or is it me maybe? I don't know. Okay. Can somebody check the air back there? I feel fire. I feel heat. I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's Holy Ghost fire, but it's turning into heat on the physical realm. <laughs> like we're all burning up. Jesus, what's going? Earlier it felt really cold, but now it feels hot. Anybody found it? <laughs> Watch. I think it was Elijah or Elisha. One of them. You found it. Oh, here we go. I'm just gonna do this. It's in the book of Kings. Do you find this, the, the scripture? Come on. 122. It's okay. We're in family. We don't have to be professional. I'm tired of professional Christianity. Tú lo tienes ahí. Yeah, he grabbed Ezekiel. ¿Dónde está? No, no, no. There's one that says that God flung him by the hair. Anyways, we'll, I have it. I read it before, but anyways, we'll look it up one day. You could Google it. That'll be your homework. Google the prophet or search it. If God flung him up by his hair. But anyways, God, have, God does amazing things with people. And reveals people different things, you know. And you don't have to long for God to do with you what God did with them. You just be like, God, whatever you want to do. God, whatever you want to show me. Like, we don't command God to tell God, hey, God, uh, what you did with Abraham? I want you to do that. No, why? Why do you want my gift? How about go, you go to your chamber? There's a chamber in heaven full of gifts for you. You found it? Thank you so much. No, no, this is Daniel. Yeah, but this one's the story of Daniel. I think it's the story of um, Elijah or Elisha, one of them. That'd be your homework. Have fun with it. Yeah, no, no, but it says that in, in different stories, it says that he was flung up by his hair into the glory. Um, flung him let me see so this one says he stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head so imagine like <laughs> he's pulling you by your hair the, the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in visions of God he took me to Jerusalem to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. So God would do, but for me, he grabbed me by the, I don't have hair. So 
he grabbed me by like, you know when a mom dog or a cat grabs a puppy by the back? Like he grabbed me by my neck like that and flung me up into a glory realm, you know? But the beautiful thing is, let God, just say, God, here I am. I want to encounter you however you want. So sometimes we see prophets, we see ministers, and we immediately start envisioning that God's going to do it with us the same way that he did it with them. But it's never the case. So we end up being frustrated because we don't see it that way or we don't experience it that way. But it doesn't mean God, God's not doing it. God's just teaching you another way. God's showing you another way because of who you are. That's the way he wants to, like, cultivate that relationship with you. So don't long imitation. Don't be nobody's imitation. Be an imitator of Christ. I'm trying to imitate Christ. You go ahead. Don't imitate me. Imitate Christ. Because there's, I'm human. There's times I don't get it right. There's things I'm very sensitive about. There's things that I might flip out on, you know. So just imitate Christ. I encountered Christ. And because I encountered Christ, I long to be like him. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to be him. But I long to be like him. I love his gentleness. I love his kindness. I love the way that he speaks. And like, he speaks. And like, it's like like a narrator. Like he speaks and, and things happen as he's speaking. And when he speaks, healing happens in your heart. And when he speaks, all of a sudden you receive strength that you didn't know you could have. And when he speaks, you want to go fulfill dreams. He's such an encourager. So that's what I long for. I long to be like my Lord. I long to impact people's lives. I long to bring hope. I long to bring peace. I long to just introduce people to him. Because I know who he is. I know what he does. And it doesn't mean I fight. I've literally had, on the last few weeks, people sharing or trying to, some people share and some people are trying to convince you that you're wrong or the Bible's not the word of God and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, look. I'm not going to argue. I know who he is to me. I encountered him. I don't know Jesus because I read the Bible. No. I was raised in church. I was raised in religion. And the same scripture was used to kill people. The same scripture was used to hurt people. The same scripture was used to push me out of ministry. And it was used to push me out of the will of God. Because it wasn't the word. It was the tone that they used to apply to scripture. But then when the Lord spoke the same exact word with sweetness, with honey, with like bread and like water, like wine, he spoke it. And all of a sudden I was captivated. And now that's the way I read it. And I get lost in the pages. And I'm like, oh my God, it's all spirit. People are like, oh, no, this is a prophecy of this, and this is a prophecy of that, and that already happened, and this is not going to happen. I'm like, are you kidding me? All of this is happening right now because the thing is, is eternal. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain forever. It will remain forever, and it's so beautiful, so pure when you see it that way. And when you perceive it, and it's revealed, and then you can come and bring it to people. And it sounds, for people, sounds like a preaching, right? Because, like, oh, there's a river, and there's this, and there's that. And, and they think it's like preaching or an encouragement, but in reality, it's eternity. That's how come when I prophesy to people in the streets, they're like, you know so much about me. But it's because I'm watching them in the eternal realm. It's who they really are inside. Amen? 
And I would just, I just wanted to read this. Especially now, like, with what I have to go through this week with my own brother. There was just the scripture that the Lord um, placed in my heart. And it's, um, it's in Philippians 4, right? And it's not a law. Like, people take scriptures, they're like, well, you better be gentle. You better be kind. That whole better already killed the gentleness right there, right? Because now it becomes an obligation. Like, it's already wrong. So, um, Paul loved the church. And when you read it, they were love letters, they were love letters. They were not letters of, you better do this, you better do that. Paul didn't have a bad attitude. Um, Saul had a bad attitude, and Saul had an encounter with Jesus. And when he encounters Jesus, he ends up over here as, as Paul. God took off the S, and God put a P, you know. God changed the whole meaning of his name. You know, he was transformed. He was angry here. But the man that was here writing this letter was not angry Saul it was peaceful Paul it was and when you read it right get happy get happy when you read the Bible stop trying to be doctor there's no doctors there isn't the doctors made the lady with issue of blood suffer more issues they took all her money and never resolved her problem telling you Jesus gonna become a little sore right now. It's like, let me stop. <laughs> I'll be Paul. I'll be happy. I'll be gentle. I'll be kind. <laughs> but just because you're Paul doesn't mean you don't see where the wickedness is going. You just gotta confront it in a different way because your battle's not against flesh and blood but against principality and forces in the air. So you come against those principalities. But look what he said. And then we're done. He said, my dear and precious friends. You see? dear it's not like my dear and precious friends but people read it like that and then all the people in church are listening to it like your brain is like you got to release um jason young was here he was talking to me about frequencies and how certain sounds have frequencies and vibrations that go through the body right it's amazing well our tone is a frequency and if we read the Bible with nasty attitude, the people listening are going to perceive a wrong message. Even though it's the words of truth delivered with the wrong intention, with the wrong tone, it brings the wrong message. It has to be the right word with the right tone. It brings great delivery. Amen? So he says, my dear and precious friends, whom I deeply love. How do you read that nasty? Whom I deeply love. No. Whom I deeply love. You have truly become my glorious joy and crown of reward. Like imagine your friends telling you that. Like you're my crown of joy. It's like Jesus. Are you flirting with me right now? Those words. You know. But this is how you speak in heaven. Oh hello beloved one of the Lord. Oh you're just like a fountain. Flowing with so much joy. I'm telling you, heaven is like that. It's like, hello, queen of the Lord. You're walking through the gardens and the fields and the flowers are just flourishing with every step that you take. That's how I'm telling you. Every single one of us is the masterpiece and poetry of God. And when the children have that encounter, you could go through the streets and you could go talk to the worst sinner. 
They're like dealing drugs, and you're like, you're his little son, and Papa loves you. I've done it. I saw a drug dealer deal drugs in front of me years ago on a bicycle, and he rode away like he was a little boy on a tricycle laughing. He accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, and he literally went like that, like zigzag down the road laughing. And I was like, did I just have like a vision? <laughs> like, and one time I led this lady to the Lord in the rain, and she started to laugh. And when she walked away, she had the umbrella. I kid you not, I look like dancing in the rain. She was laughing, and she walked away, and she jumped on the air and clapped her feet together. And I was like, oh, my God, what just happened? And I didn't understand that the joy of the Lord was giving them identity. Or the time that I spoke to a prostitute in the park here in Tampa, and I led her to the Lord, and when she accepted Christ, and, she, and, and lightning, it was like lightning hit us, and we both jumped. And I was like, you felt that? She's like, and she kept looking around. I didn't know what she was looking at. And she's like, do you see the colors? Do you see the colors? And I'm like, what colors are you talking about? She's like, it's like I was blind, but now I see. And she was laughing, and she sat on a swing and swung on the swing. And I was crying because she was like in a different world. And I'm like, I didn't even have that experience. And now I do. Now I'm like, yay, let's get on the swing. <laughs> like, when the joy of God hits you and you understand the love of God, it opens your eyes to treat everybody else in love. And he says, check this out. Now arise in the fullness of your union with our Lord. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow. And let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored empowered and full of faith because of what you hear and we would love to see you at a gathering soon for more resources like this head to trpfamily.org